0: Please open your Bibles to Hebrews chapter eleven. Hebrews chapter eleven. I know we've been uh, starting in Mark chapter nine, but um, I want to start in Hebrews chapter eleven today, <coughs> because this this whole series is based on basically this scripture. Now, Mark chapter nine tells us that if all things are possible to him that believes, if we can believe, all things are possible, uh, and and that is fantastic in the release of the power of God. But you know, Hebrews chapter eleven and verse six is really the primary verse uh, for this series. And uh, let me read it. It says, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. I need you to get this now, that it's impossible to please God without faith. Everything is by faith. In fact, we become Christians by faith. Amen. And uh, remember again that, that uh, the Apostle Paul tells us in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, for by grace are you saved through faith. That's the reason why, again, it says, With- without faith it is impossible to please Him. Because it goes on to say two things. First of all, faith allows us to believe in something we can't see. Okay, and it says again, for he who comes to God must believe that he is. And also, can I add the words, must believe that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now, what's the reward? It's all the blessings of God. It's all the things that Jesus died for on the cross to give us. Amen? Hallelujah. And, you know, if we don't have faith, we won't be able to receive any of those things. So are you beginning to understand why, you know, it, will, it really displeases God when we're not walking by faith? In fact, Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 38 says, The just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, That's in unbelief, okay? He says, my soul has no pleasure... In him or her, God is not pleased with people who draw back. In fact, now this is a quote from Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 4, which says in the, in the literal text, it says that just shall live and have their lives sustained by faith. So you understand that, you know, if we don't know how to walk by faith, in fact, that's why the Apostle Paul says, for we walk by faith, 2 Corinthians 5, 7, for we walk by faith and not by sight. If we don't walk by faith, we're not going to receive anything from God. Amen. Hallelujah. I was going to use 2 Corinthians 5-7 as a foundational text uh, because it really does you know, include all of these things. But I really wanted to look at Hebrews eleven six and really wanted to keep that as a center focus because our whole purpose here, you know, at the end of the day, we need to please God. He is out to please us in every way that He can. That's why, you know, the Apostle James said that every good and every perfect gift comes from him. I mean, if God, and, and John 3.16, obviously God so loved all of us that he gave his only begotten sons. So if God's willing to do so much for us, family, isn't it right that we do something back, you know, shouldn't we be loving him back, <laughs> okay? And shouldn't we be pleasing him? Hallelujah. And I think, you know, if this this Christian life, it's a two-way street family. You can't just receive everything from God and do nothing, you know, in return. We need, it needs to be, there needs to be love on both ends. <laughs> Can I say it that way? All right. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Now, before I get caught up in this too much, uh, I don't want to go through any reviews today, but I want to get straight to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, because that's what we were talking about last time. And, uh, you know, we're defining faith. What is, or what faith is, is what this is called part two, all right? And we're looking at what faith is. What is faith, <laughs> all right? And Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1, so let me start there. It says again, now faith is the substance of and confident assurance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Now, I know some people say, well, that's not really a definition of faith. The family, that is the definition of faith. It says, now faith is this okay? When they, when something is something, that that's a definition of it, all right. Uh, and so um, pe- the reason that people sort of have problems with this is because they don't receive everything that the verse says. It really saddens me how you know. People decide what they want to believe. They believe that, and they don't care about anything else. Whenever you decide to do that, if ever you decide to leave some part of the Word of God out, what you're doing is you are just robbing yourself of some blessing of God. Let me just say that you might think you're taking a stand and everything else, but you know what? You're just doing without something. And don't get upset with the person that figures it out and uses it and, ble- and, and is blessed by it. Amen? Anyway, uh, that's enough of my soapbox. Let's, ba- let's get back to this. Now, I want you to notice again, it says again in Hebrews 11.1, one, Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, the first thing that we noticed here, now, remember again, it's substance and assurance, all right? There's two different uh, translations there. By the way, they're both right, all right? But I want you to notice that faith is a substance of things hoped for. So hope is not an inactive hidden quality. It's not an inactive, hidden quality. It's not something hidden, and it doesn't do anything. Okay, you just sit there and hope, okay? This isn't that kind of hope. It's not that wishful, thinking kind of hope. Watch what it says here. It says that this kind of hope, I'm talking about biblical hope now. Biblical hope, can I say that? Okay, biblical hope is active and progressive. It is in motion constantly, okay? It relates to all things God has promised believers, all things of present grace and future glory. Now, present grace is, you know, for by grace we are, are we saved through faith, okay? There's a, that's a present grace, and everything that we receive from God by faith is because of His grace. Always remember that that you can't believe something that God, you know, for something that God hasn't already given, okay? He's got to give it first, family, then we can receive it, all right? People that think that we're twisting God's arm, are you kidding? You know, just, just that's, that's ridiculous. Anyway. And with regard to future glory, obviously, you know, we have so much to look forward to, including a resurrection body. Hallelujah. I can't wait for that one. All right. (laughs) But uh, again, this hope is based... On God's word, all right. It's it's not a um, it's not a hope that is again, like I said before, wishful thinking. It is not some airy fairy thing. It literally is a hope that comes from receiving God's word. Something that God says to you then brings hope, and then faith gives substance to that hope. All right, and so uh, we saw. I, I looked at this before in Hebrews chapter ten and verse twenty three. It says, "Let us hold fast to our confession of hope." Says faith into the King James is not correct, by the way. Okay, every other version, including the New King James, actually translates it correctly as hope. But I want you to listen to it. It says, Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope. Without wa- wavering, for he who promised, no, notice why we're holding fast, because he who promised, that's God who promised, is faithful. Our hope is based on the faithfulness of God. He's promised that the faithfulness that whatever he promised, he will do, family. Hallelujah. Isn't that exciting? I think that I think that's exciting. <laughs> Amen. All right, that if he promised it, he's going to do it. And we can, we can base our hope on that. Now, remember, again, we're looking at faith, giving substance to hope, but I need you to understand the place of hope in this as well. And I want you to notice in Romans chapter 4, verse 18. Now, I'm not sure if I gave you this verse before or not, okay? Uh, Because I've gone and re-straightened out all my notes. (laughs) They're now in a straight line, (laughs) okay? I'm happy. You're happy. Everybody's happy, all right? But uh, uh, Romans 4, 18, uh, this is talking about Abraham, and it says, listen, it says, who against hope. Can I put the word natural hope? Okay, because there's two different hopes here. You need to know which one is which, all right? Because it says, who against hope believe in hope. So I'm going to say, who against natural hope believed in supernatural hope. Now, watch what his supernatural hope is based on on it says so that uh, that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken according to what God said he based his hope on see our hope is based on what God says if God didn't say it you know family there's no hope and there wouldn't be any hope because unless he says something we have nothing to you know nothing to reach for amen and in, in this case, in the case of Abraham, you remember again, he's 100 years old. His you know, wife is 90, you know, and I mean, she's, neither of them have had kids when they could. Hello, not for the lack of trying, okay? And so, you know, God says, you're going to have a kid. And they have kids at 100, one kid, okay? Uh, they have Isaac at 100 years old. Abraham is 100, and uh, I believe um, Sarah is 90, you know, 90 or 90 plus, And they're having kids at that age? And you can you can imagine that that's just an impossible situation. And God's you know, that whole thing took place because God said this is going to happen. And Abraham, this is what Romans um, four eighteen is bringing out. Abraham believed God. Now, we're going to look at more about Abraham's faith later on. In fact, we're going to be bringing it up several times. But I want you to notice that it began with hope. The whole thing began with hope. When it says again, who against hope, natural hope, he believed in hope according to that which was spoken. Hallelujah! All right, now I've dealt with this uh, previously, but I, I really need you to get a hold of the fact that we can have hope in God and know that, that see, this is what will allow faith to give its substance, know that he is faithful. Amen? That whatever he said, ye will do. (laughs) Hallelujah. In fact, we're going to look at that in the next uh, uh, lesson that we're looking at. Not next lesson, but the next chapter. I've got this in chapters, by the way. uh, When we look at the foundation of faith. We'll touch on it uh, in uh, in this section, but I will look at it in more detail when when we get to it. Enough of that. Getting back to this. uh, Remember again that... Uh, we looked at the fact that now, now that we've understand a little bit about hope, we looked at the fact that faith is the substance of things hopeful. We were looking at the, uh, we were looking at faith as a substance. Remember that, and uh, uh, you know, again, <clears throat> the the whole point of it was that faith. There is a substance to faith. Now, faith isn't always a substance, all right, because remember I said that both definitions are correct. Faith is also an assurance. A lot of people have the assurance kind of faith. (laughs) Can I say that, all right? Uh, They have that assurance kind of faith where they have faith and they just know that they know that they know, okay, and that's an assurance kind of faith. That is something on the inside that is so, and it is a solid assurance, all right? It's not kind of this wavy assurance. It is a solid assurance. So when I use the word assurance, when we look at faith as an assurance, it is is a very powerful thing it is not weak it is not like oh well there's substance brother and then there's assurance okay it's not not like that there is substance and there's assurance they're both powerful they're both strong all right equally strong all right so but what we're looking at right now, and you're going to love it when we get to assurance. It's going to really bless you. But what we're looking at right now, what we were looking at before, and I really do want to move on from it, was the, the, the place of faith as substance. When it says faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now, one of the things I didn't bring out, and I want to just bring out here as we move on, is, the, is how to work this. Okay, I talked about, you know, substance being something solid. So, if, for example, if I was building for a Bible, all right, let's, let's get back to my Bible again, uh, <laughs> you know. And uh, let's say I I was believing for it, and for whatever reason, I couldn't get a hold of it. Uh, Maybe they said it was out of print. How about we go with that, okay? And so no matter how much money I had, I just can't get it because it's out of print. I I go on, on the website, and I do a search, and it just doesn't come up, okay? Now it's an impossible thing. Do you understand, all right? And so I'm thinking, God, I really, really want that Bible. I don't know why I want that Bible, but anyway, let's just say I really want this particular kind of Bible that's gone out of print, all right? And uh, uh, and so I start believing. And, you know, I do as uh, Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty four. Remember, uh, He says, "Therefore I say unto you, What soever you desire, see this is a desire is a hope. Okay, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them." Now I'm going to tie that back to Hebrews eleven one, which says faith is the substance of things hoped for. So my desire when I pray, I believe that I receive it and when I the whole point of believing that I receive, when I do that, something should happen on the inside. See, because it's a Bible, all right? I can, you know, what what will probably happen and what should happen is I should see that Bible uh, appear on the inside of me so to speak uh, and it should become solid to me in to the place where I can almost turn you know turn to pages in it and use it as if it was in front of me. It's that kind of a reality that takes place and should take place. See, we don't know how to do this still. It should take, that should take place on the inside of us. And, there, and, and notice Jesus says, I really want you to hear what he says. He says, what things do we desire when you pray? Believe that you receive them. And he doesn't say hope you get them. He says and you shall have them. Now the only way that Jesus can say you shall have them, and that gives you a sense of immediacy, okay? It's like immediate you'll have him, is that something is released in the spirit so that you can have a substance to that thing on the inside of you that you can say, it's mine. Now, the reason I want to bring all that out is this say, you know, uh, say by some miracle, and it will be, so, uh, by some miraculous circumstance, okay, God gets it to me. I mean, God can do His thing. <laughs> I'm trying to say, uh, I just, I'm amazed at the way God does things. It really does amaze me. Uh, and and, it, and because I believed, you know, because I didn't try to figure it out. Because I just said, God, you be God. You go do the thing that only you can do. I'm doing the thing that I can do. I'm just going to believe. You know, I really love that illustration about, you know, it's our, our job is to fill the water pots with water. It's God's job to turn it into wine. You know what I'm trying to say? His is the miraculous side. We just do our little bit. All right? So my little bit here is to believe and receive. Do as, you know, Jesus says in Mark 11 and 24, and that is, you know, when I pray, believe that I receive, and then I'll have it. So when I do that, God releases something. Something releases in the spirit. I don't know how to put this. Okay, this is one of those really complicated things. I wish I could make it simpler for you, but something happens on the inside. According to this verse, and I understand that something According to When we tie these two verses together, Mark eleven twenty four 24 and Hebrews 11, 1, we understand that faith becomes a substance of things hoped for and becomes the evidence of things not seen, which, me, which means that it becomes solid and sure on the inside of me and it becomes real on the inside of me. Now, the, the point I want to get to is this. Once I have it on the inside of me, regardless of when it turns up, okay? But whatever, like I said before, miraculous circumstances, it just turns up, all right? The thing is, if somebody asks me, when did you get the Bible? See, what we normally do is we attribute the date to the day that it actually manifested. But the whole point of what Jesus is saying is that what we should be saying is the moment I said amen is the, day, is the moment I received it. The rest of it was just a matter of, you know, let let me put it to you this way. You know, right now, because of the situation we're in, a lot of people are buying things online. You know, (laughs) trying to say, okay. And so, you know, the moment that it's yours is the moment you pay for it. Do you know, you know, when you go online and you pay for something, and then they send you a receipt and say, these things now belong to you because you paid for them, they're yours. You know, from that moment on, it's yours. Get, Get this now. You don't have it in your hand yet. But as far as you're concerned, because you know the reliability of the company and you've dealt, dealt with them before and, and, you know, every time you order something online, uh, you know, the next day basically it turns up on your doorstep and it's happened over and over again. The, the fact of the matter is you are so convinced. You have faith, okay? You are so convinced the moment that you pay for it, it's yours. And somebody says, if you got it, you go, yeah, it's not here yet, but it's, it's coming. Okay, I've got it. It's mine. And you're all excited. That is exactly what Jesus is saying here. That is the way we are to approach this. We, you know, the moment we say amen, it's kind of like you know, God says done. It's paid for. It's on its way. And we should be excited from that moment on and it's because we are not excited that the thing never turns up because what happens is if you get excited if you start talking as if like it's already yours and it's on its way and you know and you're so excited see your conversation okay and i was going to say a confession in a conversation but let's just say your your conversation what you're saying out of your mouth now is backing what you've done because you have faith And we you know, when we comes to God and we say, Amen, the next thing we go is I hope so. You know, we don't do that, man, because as soon as you do that, then you've just, you know, basically torn up your receipt and thrown it away. And even if the thing turns up, you're not expecting it to turn up. You know, it comes, you know, it turns up on your doorstep and you're like, oh yeah, they probably won't send it anyway. The dog comes and eats it or whatever. Or you know, whatever. And you go, see, it never came, okay? No, it came, the dog ate it, right? okay? You know, like your homework, you know? Okay. But I need you to get this. We need to have that same expectancy. I mean, it's God after all. Amen. And we, if we just do the things He told us to do, then then we will receive the things that we believed Him for. Amen. Now, that's, that's really what I want to bring across to you, because I really want to bring this, uh, this whole area of what faith is as a substance to a conclusion and move on to faith as assurance. But this is so very important that we line up, and let me say it correctly now, that we line up our confession and our conversation to God's Word, to what we have believed, to what He has promised. Hallelujah. And that we receive those things, and there's no doubt Remember again, Jesus said, if whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast in the sea. And that's not the part, but the part I want to focus in on, it says, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe. Shall not doubt, but shall believe. We need to get to the place where we shall not doubt. We shall not doubt. Not that maybe we shouldn't doubt. We shall not doubt. We will believe. Remember again, he said, must believe. Hebrews uh, 11, 6. Remember that? All right, we need to get to that place, family, where we're (laughs) must-believing. I know that's really bad English, but I need you to get this. We need to get to the place where we don't give ourselves an out. We believe, you know, like the Hebrew children that went into the fire. They said, we believe this, man. You can throw us in there. We don't care. We're not bowing our knee. That's how much they believed. And guess what? Nothing happened to them. Praise God. Hallelujah. But this only works, once again, while uh, I'm looking at 2 Corinthians 4.18, while we look not at the things that are seen. Now, that was something else that I wanted to bring out. And that is, you know, you need to be careful that you're not letting the things that are seen um, influence you. All right, in that, and I tell you what, the devil is fantastic at trying to do that. You know, you pray and believe. So let's say I prayed and believed for my Bible. I I need to get this done, I need to take this towards the end. All right, Let, let me just follow this thought through. Uh, I believe in, you know, that I receive it. And somebody comes and says, Some unbelieving uh, person or carnal Christian, okay, comes and says, Oh, brother, did you get your Bible yet? You know, and you go, Well, no, it hasn't manifested yet. Oh, you haven't got it? Oh, okay, then I, I thought you should have, you know, shouldn't it have come already. And they start talking to you. And if you allow that, you know, stand close to a waterfall long enough and you're going to get wet. Don't hang around unbelief, man. You don't want to get wet with that stuff. Because what will happen is, after a while, you'll be going, Oh, yeah. You know, I didn't get it, and maybe, you know, maybe it is not coming, and blah, blah, blah. And you just shoot it down with your mouth. And, you know, thanks for the help. <laughs> okay? Uh, just get away from unbelief. That's what I'm saying, all right? We need to stick together. Uh, the household of faith is what it's called. You need to stick with the household of faith. You need people believing with you. You need people when you start to waver a little bit, you go, maybe, they just say, hey, you believed, you received, it's coming amen and then you you just go yeah what, 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 what was I saying <laughs> okay snap out of it all right believe and receive God is faithful he he who he, he who promised the Bible says is faithful he is faithful hallelujah but we, we need to be careful that we are not looking or being influenced by the things that are seen because uh, 2 Corinthians 4.18 says that the things that are seen are temporary and again, they're only temporary while you're believing for something and receiving something. Otherwise, and listen to me carefully now, otherwise what is, what, the way things are will remain the way things are for the rest of your life. Amen. This only works when you believe for something, and you're receiving something, and you are standing on the Word of God, and you are standing on you know God's faithfulness to His Word, to watch over it, to perform it, all of those things. While you're doing that, then the things that are seen are temporal, become temporary, and the things that are not seen, that are eternal, manifest in your life. Hallelujah, and thank you, Jesus. Amen. And that's the reason why, again, the Apostle Paul says, for we walk, 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says... We walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. I've said something here. I just need to... <coughs> Can I read this to you, all right? It says, it is only as we do this, that is, walk by faith, not by sight, will we truly see all our prayers answered before they ever manifest. <laughs> like, I put the word see in quotes, okay? It's only as we walk by faith and not by sight will we actually see our prayers answered before they manifest. We have to do that, family. We have to see our prayers answered before it actually manifests. Because if we don't see it, it will never manifest. Did you get that? Amen. Whatever we see, that's what's going to come into our life. And I've said here, in this way, and no, there's something else. Uh, <clears throat> I want you to notice the way uh, uh, St. Corinthians 5.7 says that we walk by faith, not by sight. See, faith becomes sight in the Spirit. Faith becomes, it takes the place of sight. Do you understand? That's the reason why he put it that way. And sight is actually any of your five senses, by the way. All right, so any of those five senses can be taken place by faith. Faith is meant to replace all of that. Oh, we are meant to... That's why it says the just shall live by faith. That's our sight. That's the way we receive everything. You know, that's meant to be the very central part of our life, okay, as a Christian. Let me continue. It says, I've said here, in this way, we will never allow the devil to discourage us, nor allow ourselves to become impatient. Now, maybe let me stop there as well. See... When we see something, if something is real to us, and it, you know, it, 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 there's no way anybody can in, uh, convince us that it's not ours because it's there. We can see it. <laughs> they may not see it, but you can see it. Okay? Then you're never going to be discouraged because when the devil says, "Oh, it hasn't turned up yet," he says "No, it, it's already mine." The moment I said "Amen," it's there. Okay? It happened at that moment. It wasn't there before I said "Amen." Hello? Okay? After I said amen, then it, it was there. So it came at a certain point in time. I received it at a certain point, point in time. And then the devil can't discourage me because it's mine. The second thing is, we won't get impatient. See, one of the things that happens is, and I've known this, so many Christians do this. You know, they believe that they receive it. Then they go, is it here yet? Is it here yet? Is it here? <laughs> you one of those. Okay, and you're just going, is it here? As long as you're, is it hearing yet? It's never going to turn up. Understand this that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And if you don't have substance and evidence, you ain't got it. Okay, if it's not there, it's not there. And you need to re-pray. And this time, please believe. Okay, hallelujah. Don't just hope it turns up. Believe, all right? Okay. Because remember, faith gives substance to hope. You gotta let it move into that next category. Uh, I've said here, instead, we will always keep our confession and our conversation in line with God's promises, and as Jesus promised uh, in Mark 11 23, we shall have whatever we said. So, instead of becoming impatient and discouraged, we will, as I said here again, keep our confession and our conversation in line with what God promised. And then it's yours, family. Trust me, it's just a matter of time, man. I mean, the clock is ticking. And I want to say something else. You know, I want you to see time as something that is constantly in motion. Don't ever think That time stands still. It never does for no one. Alright? This is a universe that is built on the on the on the fact that time is always in motion. Now, heaven has no time. It's not in motion up there. But down here, it's in motion. So the, the point I want to make as well is this. And oh boy, we're running out of time here. The, the point I want to make is the moment that you said amen, you know, God sees whatever it is that you have, you have prayed for on its way to you. It, it manifests. Remember I said that miracle part is his part. Okay? So as it, as it sort of manifests on the inside, the thing actually begins to move toward you. And remember, time is always in motion, so it's coming to you. You just have to be still, know that he is God, receive, believe, receive, and stand firm. Okay, Because it will come to you. Now, if I move from this position, God has planned for it to get here because he said, you stay here, it will come to you. And I'm just going, oh, well, God is not here. I'm going to move and see if it's somewhere else. I'm I'm not going to get it. Did you get that? Okay? Understand, the moment you say amen... Time is still moving, and it is bringing it to you. It's it's kind of like one of those escalator, elevator, escalator, isn't it? Okay, one of those things that move, you know. Uh, and and it's just bringing it to you. And if you if you can visualize it that way, then you will stand your ground, knowing that the moment you said Amen, it appeared, and it's on its way, as much as it appeared in here. So the thing is that in here is kind of the receipt, the title deed. See, so that's your title deed moment. All right, you receive something that says it's yours, okay, and you know that it's yours, and it's. It's just a matter of getting to you now, all right? But as far as you're concerned, it is yours, okay? It's solidified on the inside. I left you with this last time, and maybe we need to... We'll finish here, and then when we come back, we'll look at faith as assurance, okay? Like I said, it's going to bless you, all right? Remember again, I said F.F. Uh, F. Bruce wrote... Uh, uh, he said, there is something to be said about the ob- objective meaning represented by the King James Version. Faith is a substance of things hoped for, and the New English Bible... Where it says faith gives substance to our hopes. And he, th- th- he said that this is to say things which in themselves have no existence as yet. I really love this. Become real and substantial by the exercise of faith. Things become real and substantial by the, can I say this, by the exercise of your faith. They become real and substantial because you believed. Hallelujah. So what is it that you need in your life today? Whatever you need, family, it's up to you to believe. It's up to you to receive, and it's up to you to stand your ground. And remember again, God is faithful. If he promised it, he will do it. Do you trust him? And really, that's what it comes down to. Now, let me just say this as well. Please don't decide you want something. All right? And then believe and receive it, and it's not in God's will for you. So, one of the things that you need to do in all of this is to find out and make sure that you know what God's will for you is. Amen? You need to spend some time with God. You know, it's better to spend time praying over something than worrying over something. (laughs) Okay? At least you're having a conversation with God. And let me say this to you whatever He promises, He will do. And you need Him to talk to you, you know, you need Him to say something to you. Because that word will carry weight. Hallelujah. It will be alive. It will be powerful. And can I just say this? It's almost like a gift of faith that comes with it. Hallelujah. Because God said it to you, you won't have trouble believing it. Amen. Now, the last thing I want to look at uh, is the last part of Hebrews 11.1 1, in relation to faith is substance. It says it, it concludes by saying the evidence of things not seen. The, the word for evidence in the Greek actually means proof. I think I said this to you before. The Ryrie Study Bible says faith gives reality and proof of things unseen. Faith gives reality and proof of things unseen. Now, I think it's the uh, Passion Translation that actually brings that word reality out. All right. And it says here, uh, and that's from the literal text, by the way. It says here, faith gives reality and proof of things unseen. Of things unseen. Isn't that incredible? Reality and proof of things unseen. All right. And he goes on to say, treating them, listen, I love this, treating them as if they were already objects of sight. Don't you love that? Treating them as if they were already objects. Objects of sight. This is what I kept telling you. It's something on the inside that you can see and you can almost feel and you can almost, you know, like I said, you know, when I receive that Bible on the inside, it's almost like I can turn to, you know, Mark 11:23 and read something <laughs> out of it, okay? Uh, because th- this is exactly what it does. It, it again, it says, it says treating them as if they were already objects of sight rather than just hope. Now, hallelujah! Because remember, again, you begin with hope. When you read the Bible and it says, you know, my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches in glory, the first thing you get is hope. You think, wow, maybe there's a way out of this financial mess that I'm in. And then you go... You pray either by yourself or, you know, you get your pastor to pray on the Sunday or whatever and say, Pastor, I need prayer on this. And so we, see, that's where your hope began. The hope was maybe I can get out of this. Then we prayed and we we based our prayer on, you know, say Philippians uh, 4.19. I believe that's the right one. That my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches in glory. Not according to your circumstances, according to his riches in glory. And you believed and received that. At that point in time, your hope became faith. Your faith, or excuse me, faith gave substance to that hope. Now, no longer is it, I hope, uh, you know, maybe there's a way out. Now, you're out. Hallelujah. Amen? And again, that's why it says, faith gives reality and proof of things unseen, treating them as if they were objects of sight rather than hope. Hallelujah. Are you getting this? So, in a sense, the moment that you prayed, in a sense, in the spirit, your title deed came in, and, you know, God said, that's it, you're out of debt. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. And you're going to live in abundance from now on. Praise God. Not selfish. So that you, you, you're you going to be blessed so that you can be a blessing to others. Hallelujah. All right. Of course, some of it belongs to you. You got to eat. You got to pay your bills. All right. Amen. I, I, we, we get that. But Proverbs said, you know, there, there's something wrong when you withhold more than what is right. Hallelujah. And, you know, I don't need to go into that right now. We'll, we'll maybe talk about that when we get to our tithes and offerings. Let me conclude by saying this faith as substance is there to give you a solidity to what you're believing for. Now, as assurance, it's going to do something else. But right now, as substance, it's going to manifest on the inside of you in a very special way so that, so that the thing that you're hoping for is yours right now, the moment you say amen. And that faith not only is substance, it is your evidence that this thing is on its way, that it is yours. There is, it, like I said, it's kind of like that receipt. all right? It's the evidence to say it's yours. Hallelujah. Amen? I pray that you've got something out of this, and I, I could keep going and going and going, but I so, so I've run out of time. Uh, let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. When we come back next time, we'll look at faith as assurance. Father, we thank you today for all the wisdom and the insight, and I pray also, Father, for all the people that are hearing this word, that they get an, a revelation of this. This isn't something that I can necessarily just teach and and just share. It needs to be something that we receive by faith. We, We get a revelation on. And I pray, Father, for each and every person in the sound of my voice that they receive this revelation. Hallelujah. I thank you also that every single heart I declare is good ground. And I thank you, Lord, that every person that has been watching this has their life changed by it they'll never be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah.